This podcast may have affiliated or sponsored segments. Any affiliated links or sponsored segments will be disclosed to comply with FTC guidelines and to be transparent with our listeners. Welcome to The Craft Co., a place where we discuss current crafts, future projects, and learn more about various crafting forms we enjoy the most. I'm your host, Sleeping Luna Designs, but you can call me Liz. It's great to have you here, friend. Let's catch up on some crafty goodness. Today's a more serious topic in regards to our podcast. We're not going to be talking about crafts that we're catching up on or anything of that fashion. I'd like to touch on crafting and mental health. Now, of course, we know mental health is always something that we need to take care of. So before we get started, I'm not a medical professional. I am not here to offer advice or to diagnose anything. I am here to share with you some findings based on some reading that I've done in scientific papers and some other news articles regarding crafting and mental health. If you have any questions regarding mental health and you need to have some resources, I'd recommend speaking to a medical professional. And I'll also link to a couple of resources in this podcast episode's description. So there's a stereotype that goes around a lot of the time. Uh, I, I see this, I guess you would call it a meme or just one of those kitschy phrases that you'll see people post on Facebook. Blank is cheaper than therapy. And I've got to tell you, this phrase actually annoys me to a degree because you shouldn't be comparing anything to, quote, cheaper than therapy. It's just a personal pain point, I guess you could say. But here's the thing. I pushed this actual belief on accident onto somebody that I call a family member, onto somebody that I love and care about. My brother from another mother and I were discussing some mental health pieces. And the first thing I chimed in and recommended was, hey, maybe you should pick up a craft. Hey, maybe you should pick up and do something with your hands, something like cross-stitch, crochet, knit, something. Drawing, who knows? Whatever fits you best. And then I had to stop and think about that. Why did I recommend that? Instead of, hey, you should go talk to a licensed professional. Why did I immediately jump to, you should go and craft and make something and keep yourself busy? Why did I recommend that? So as I was thinking about this further, I started to do some Googling because what else do we do when we have questions? We Google. <laughs> but as I was Googling, things started to make sense. And I'm not the type of person that goes for the kitschy randomwebsite.org slash I'm a Facebook ad style article. I was digging in for scientifically researched articles. I was, I was searching for some of the deeper information. And I'd like to share what I found with you. And maybe we can use this knowledge to possibly change the conversation. Instead of having 
crafting replace therapy, having crafting as a supplement to therapy. Let's get started. We all know that crafting is good for you as a whole. Let's talk about the most obvious reasoning first. And there's tons of articles out there that discuss this. But crafting is actually good for your brain. Crafting flexes a lot of different muscles within your brain that normally don't get as much work, and especially not at the exact same time. So you're developing a hand-eye coordination, spatial awareness, motor dexterity, and you're learning on how to like you're learning about how to focus your attention and thoughts into a specific task while being patient and developing all sorts of memory formations. There, there's so much related to how crafting is healthy for your mind. And, and a fun thing about that portion, right, with, with crafting being so helpful for the brain. There's a study from the Journal of Neuropsychiatry and Clinical Neurosciences that shows, of course, that crafting can help the brain, but this particular study says that it can help protect the brain from aging. So crafting works multiple parts of the brain all at the same time, like I said, but this study actually showed things like actions like playing games, reading, crafting, can help reduce the chance of mild cognitive impairment by 30 to 50%. That alone is a huge win. You're making your brain more active, even if sometimes your craft is very passive. You're working multiple portions of your brain for that muscle memory, for making sure you're in control and reading the directions, all of it. You're working so many different pieces that it's making sure you don't age as fast and mentally you stay sharp. I think that's one of the greatest takeaways that I took from all this. Of course, there's a ton of other things and we've learned so much, but this alone is a huge benefit. And I think when we're in a mental health state, and this is all personal opinion. Let me identify this as personal opinion before we continue. When we are sad or depressed or anything else, we mentally shut down. We sometimes as individuals will kind of turn into a, a ball of goo and go hide and lay in bed and Curl away with the ice cream. Who knows? Whatever, whatever you do during those moments, you're not fully at 100% and you're not 100% functioning. So when you take up a craft and you're utilizing multiple portions of your brain, it can give you a real kick, it can give you a real boost, it can make you feel good. Again, that's all my opinion and my take on the information. 
But I think it has some validity just from personal experience alone. And we'll talk about my experiences with all of this closer to the end of the episode. Crafting can also be associated as a form of meditation in ways. It's helping you reduce stress while doing something that you can relax to. Another really good benefit of meditation, actually, is it can reduce inflammation in the body. Reducing inflammation can help with many different things, but doing a craft that you love while also relaxing and de-stressing from the day can always be a huge helping hand in making you feel happy and achieving your happiness. There's actually a psychologist named Mihai Cheeksent Mihai. And I most likely butchered that name, but I did my best. <laughs> but this particular psychologist has a theory called flow. And what flow is, they, it's defined as a few moments in time where you're purely absorbed by the activity that you're doing and nothing else matters. We get that all the time in crafting. So losing yourself in a craft and just not realizing that the time has just gone by and you've just been so zoned in that you're, progress, you're making so much progress. That's what this phenomenon is called, flow. Sometimes we call it in the zone. Sometimes we're just in that crafty mood. But this is, it, it ties in to meditation in a way because it's part of a way that we can relax. We get so relaxed, so comfortable, and we're de-stressing that we lose our focus of time, our concept of time. We just enjoy ourselves. We just enjoy our lives. Another scientific piece that I particularly enjoyed there was a paper published in 2007. It was called The Neurological Basis of Occupation, which doesn't 100% sound like it's going to be something regarding crafting or art. However, the authors of this particular paper argued that artistic activities, like painting, drawing, crafting of any variety, can be a non-pharmaceutical way to regulate emotion. To tie that into something that most of us cross-stitchers will realize, we've all seen that pattern that says, I cross, this, this cross-stitch shows that I have the patience to stab something a thousand times, or uh, 
as my best friend and I say, we, we cross stitch so we don't stab things. <laughs> we say it so jokingly, of course, but I think in theory that actually ties in to what these authors are arguing. It's a way to regulate your emotions so you can calm yourself and get to that meditative state by doing your artistic hobby, your artistic activity. It's a natural antidepressant. And crafting can also release dopamine in the brain. Extra dopamine is a good thing. It makes you happy. It gives you the boost that you need. And maybe that is part of why we say crafting is cheaper than therapy. If we're getting that extra kick, that extra boost that we need from crafting, do we need to go and see someone and possibly be given a medication to help us regulate well, we could just go home and make pretty things, and it does something similar, even if it's only for a short period of time. And I think that's a very important distinction where seeing a medical professional about these types of issues is more of a long term solution. Whereas crafting, it should be a supplement. It's good for that momentary boost, but it's not going to 100% regulate you throughout your day. I think that's the difference that needs to be indicated whenever we have this conversation of crafting and mental health. Speaking of this, actually, though, right after a group knitting session, there was a study done, and it was published in the British Journal of Occupational Therapy back in 2013. The study was called The Benefits of Knitting, and they surveyed about 3,500 people, right around that number. 81% of people said after their session of knitting, they were significantly happier than they were before going into that session. Now, this study didn't indicate any long-term effects of that and didn't track for longer than just that session. But if we take it for what it is, it's showing that in the short term, crafting can be used to boost your mood and feel happier. But that could be only short-term. There is no official sponsor for today's episode, but I'd like to point you towards an event occurring over the weekend. On Friday, August 21st, and Saturday, August 22nd of 2020, there is going to be the second ever a Crafty Day in event, and it's the back to school season edition. There are a variety of crafters and artists from all over 
showcasing what they do best while celebrating one another and lifting everyone else in their communities. Now you can come on both days and get some deals, some coupons, and explore some new artists. You can watch us on streams and so much more. So feel free to visit the website, which is a hyphen crafty hyphen day hyphen in dot webnode.com. I will also link that in the episode description of this podcast or come to my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash sleeping Luna designs, where I will be making sure to host anyone participating in the crafty day in event. So you can watch along and show some love for community over competition. Crafting is what pulled me out of my funk the last time I hit a depression wave. Now, many of you may or may not know this, but I actually was diagnosed with a depression and anxiety issue back about 10 years ago. I'm just looking down at all the calendars and realizing so many major events happened 10 years ago this month. And one of them was this. <laughs> so 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression issues, and I was given a medication that I did not like uh, for reasons of not recommending certain prescriptions, things of like that. I'm, I'm not going to mention the name of the drug, but let's say that the way this medication reacted within my particular body was that it turned me into somebody that I wasn't. It turned me into an individual that I very, very quickly grew to hate. I did not recognize myself anymore and couldn't figure out what to do about it. So after discussing with my doctor and flushing those damn pills down the toilet <laughs> because I was an angsty, almost 20-year-old, <laughs> I picked up making jewelry. In a past life, I ran a different Etsy store for jewelry that I had made, whether it was bracelets that I had made from embroidery floss, which I still may do again, or it was resin art. So I was using ice resin within certain molds and encasing Starbucks gift cards in them as a way to upcycle. I had worked at Starbucks at the time and it was easy to get them. So I made bracelets from them. It, they were cute. They worked. They were cute. <laughs> but starting that made me feel better overall while still feeling like myself. I felt like I was still allowed to have my emotions and still allowed to feel like crap sometimes. But 
I felt human. I felt normal. When I could craft, I could achieve flow, and I could just let go, work my brain, and really focus in on a project that I was utterly in love with, or troubleshooting a different project that may not have worked so well, but how we could turn it around to make it work. Of course, my case doesn't fit everyone. My situation, my medical issues don't fit every other individual in the universe. But to me, that moment was the one that proved that I could get some relief and some solace within something that I would know. This would turn around and come back again in around, I would say, 2015, was before Frozen and I got super serious. We had just started dating. And I wanted to make him a gift to show him how much I cared. And I had never crocheted or made anything for a significant other in the past. So for me, it was my Everest. It was my moment to show my love and dedication to somebody. But it was also during a time where I wasn't confident in myself. I still felt very fragile in regards to my emotions and opening up to a whole other individual. And I hit some bumps. I hit some pretty major bumps, actually. But working on that particular blanket, which we still have today, by the way, that brought me out of a lot of things. So I personally understand why people will say crafting is cheaper than therapy or X is cheaper than therapy. After doing some of the research, it makes more sense. However, here's what I would like to argue. I would like to argue that we shouldn't actually say blank is cheaper than therapy. Some of the the phrases that go along with that particular sentence. Oof. They get rough. I've seen wine is cheaper than therapy. Whiskey is cheaper than therapy. All sorts of things that you could easily look at and say, no, that that is an addiction. So instead of enabling and possibly leading to addictions with those styles of phrases, crafting aside, because we're all okay with being addicted to crafting things, but That phrase should be blank, could possibly be a supplement to working with a therapist. Therapy should not be stigmatized. It is completely normal to want and need 
a third-party perspective on what you are going through. Someone who is impartial and someone who has had the training to tell you, you're normal, you're fine. And that things will be okay. It's okay to want and need that. So please, next time someone is upset, don't say crafting is cheaper than therapy. Let them know that crafting can help in the short term, but that you fully support their decision if they choose to go and invest their time and effort with a therapist. Support your friends. Be positive. But crafting may not always be the answer. I'll still take it as a supplement, though, any day of the week. And that's all I have for you today on this episode of The Craft Cove. Thank you so much for being here and being part of this little family. I am thrilled you're here to spend some time with us. You can see what we do outside of this podcast in a few different ways. Please come to our Etsy store, sleepinglunadesigns.etsy.com. We'll be getting some new patterns soon and maybe some merchandise, some t-shirts for the podcast or even just regular logo t-shirts. You can also see us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Sleeping Luna Designs and on Twitch at Sleeping Luna Designs. Thank you again for being here. You all make my day. I hope I can somehow be a part of yours. Thanks again. And we'll catch up soon. 